0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Art of Idiocy. The Art of Idiocy. The Art of Idiocy. The, the Art of Idiocy. Of idiocy. The, the Art of... of That's right, coming to you directly from Scorpion Ranch, located in Chicobra, Texas, a lawless little town right out of Austin. Here we are with the Art of Idiocy. Hey there, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Art of Idiocy podcast and uh, coming here directly to you from the beautiful confines, uh, the uh, quarantine confines of Scorpion Ranch here in Jacobra, Texas. So I hope everybody's having a good time um in you know quarantine world wherever you may be um, here in texas quarantine world so uh i watched this i, I what i'm going to do on this podcast is i got about three stories that related with track and field and cross country which i was a dork and did all that stuff back in high school um because i watched this documentary called class action park and it was about this this uh park a water park and they had Automobiles and stuff that kids went to and could just go crazy and do stuff. And it was just like almost against the law what all they were doing, breaking stuff. And I'm surprised when people did die. <laughs> but, it was, but it got me to think about all the crap that we did, you know, back in the, and I was, I went to high school in the late 70s. And uh this action park was like in the eighties and but how crazy stuff was and, and, and things we gotta we did and that we we didn't die from it is just utterly amazing. And so I wanted to talk about or tell you about a couple of things here. So I uh and three of them they all relate with uh with uh track cross country. So uh so the, the first one was and this was I was a sophomore. We did a cross country meet and what we take is this thing, we called it the weenie wagon. It was like this kind of sort of like a longer sort of truck, and in the back of it, it had these plexiglass doors, all this plexiglass back there that would you could shut it, and that's where we put all the equipment and everything. And so we were coming back from this one meet, and Doug Coker and George Lair and I were back there. They, they were seniors in the back, and we we would thought, hey, we're, we're just going to ride back. We're going to ride back behind that plexiglass, sit down on all the equipment, just kind of hang out. Cause, I mean, you're in high school. What the hell? You know, you're boring bored. So, so we went back there and we're hanging back, you know, driving along and everybody else is sitting up in the the seats in the front and then Coach Payton is driving it. And, and we all hated Coach Payton. He was just a piece of shit. And I've done some other stories about the guy. He's, he's a piece of shit in those stories. He's a piece of shit. This one. That's what he was. But but Coke and Larry and I were back there and all of a sudden Coke goes, God, I really hate hate Payton. And then he goes, you know what? He goes, I'm, I, bet, I think this plexiglass, it's like I bet it's soundproof, but I could say something he wouldn't even hear us. And we're diving down the road, and all of a sudden, Coach Yosef sells out, Coach Baton sucks, right? Says it. And we all kind of sat there for a minute, kind of like, you know, kind of freeze up and trying to act like if, if he turned around, like we'd act like it wasn't us, or I don't know what we were going to do. But we sat there, and and he, he didn't turn around. Nobody turned around. Nobody in the whole bus turned around. And we're like, what? So then Larry yells out, you know, like, Coach Baton's fat piece of shit. Sat there getting ready to it. Nobody turns around. Nobody, not a, not no action whatsoever looking back at us. Well, at that point, we thought, man, we are, we're golden. So we took off and just started calling Coach Payton every kind of freaking word we could ever think. I mean, it was, Piece of shit, cock bite, shit eater, whatever cuss would we could put together, we did. Shit, fuck, fart face. I mean, we just went to town. And we're like about, and this is like about, we started this about 10 miles going into Duncan, Oklahoma, and we're just yelling to the point that our voices are getting hoarse. We're just, you big, (laughs) just trying to outdo each other, and just, oh, we're just having the best time. So cathartic getting all this out there in this soundproof area as we yell it all in, and uh, we start kind of coming down, and we started pulling into the uh, stadium where we all had our cars parked, and we're coming back there, and we thought, man, this is absolutely wonderful. And about this time, uh, this guy named Jay was sitting up there and he kind of turns back around. He's one of the chairs. He turns back around and looks at us, <laughs> looks at the glass and goes, you guys are fucked. <laughs> and we heard him so loud through that plexiglass. It was almost like the plexiglass was like a megaphone. And we're like, what the hell? Come to find out they heard his at the first time. And all them sat there and I I would do the same thing and I'm proud as hell of them. They sat there and they started talking to each other out of the side of the mouse, going, Don't turn around. Let, the, let these idiots burn themselves. And they did. These, they hurt us the whole way for the last 10 miles, as did Coach Payton. They hurt us the whole way for the last 10 miles. So everybody else gets on the bus and Coach Payton walks back there and goes, I heard you boys had some opinions about me. We're like, oh, man, and that was it, man. So at that point, he got us off the bus. And he gave us licks, and then we had to run laps, and he gave us licks, and we had to run laps, and uh, you know, but I got to tell you, man, it was absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it. And if some of you don't know what licks are, okay, because I know that some of the younger kids, who I don't know they are if they're listening to this, but whatever, I've said licks before, and they look at me like, what? What? Because They've grown up where were are giving out paddles and spankings were not the deal, right? But when I grew up, I mean, every teacher had a paddle and gave you licks. And the teachers weren't so bad, but the coaches, the coaches were the worst. I mean, they were like, there were some of these coaches that were pretty freaking sadistic. I mean, there was, to be honest with you, there's a, a bunch of really good high school coaches, but then there's just a bunch of these high school coaches that are just hanging on to their glory days is just and all they're just the most worthless pieces of shit and Peyton was one of them but it's like it's like these guys have become these high school coaches that are pieces of shit it's like they went to some job counselor and you know told the list out well what were you best at and the first thing they blurt out for their list is I was the best damn left tackle at Sam Demas high football team and then, like some dim light bulb went off, and wow, they walked out with a career path, right? So, but hey, I digress. I digress. I'm moving on <laughs> to story number two for y'all. Keep it home. Story number two. All right, this was one where uh, I was a senior. We were coming back from a from a cross country meet, and for those of you that don't know what cross country is, it's a it's a sport, if you want to call it that, where uh, you basically gather in a in a field. And then you, like, run through these fields, basically. It's like, it's not like other sporting events where there's crowds cheering and, you know, and all sorts of stuff going on. No, no, no. No, this is one where you're out in a field in some shorts and a tank top because nobody really wants to hang out with you anyway. And you just take off running right? I mean, some look at that and they say, oh, it's kind of a contemplative thing. And other ones go, hey, it's sort of like looking into the mind of a sociopath. <laughs> I don't know, man. To me, it was like, it was really just, all of us were just a bunch of freaking weirdos. And we enjoyed kind of this running stuff. But even though we were a team, we didn't really get into the whole team concept, right? You know, we were just too busy dorks having fun and and we were just kind of pushing the limits. And the fact we're on a quote-unquote team was, you know, whatever. We didn't really give a shit. We just liked hanging out and being, you know, freaking weirdos and pushing the limits. And when I say pushing the limits, I mean, it wasn't some cohesive pushing of the limits. It was just we'd come up with a stupid idea, and that was pushing the limits. And we didn't really think much about the consequences of any of that stuff. And here's Case in Point, we're coming back from a meet there in Oklahoma, and we stopped it. We're in some little town. It's a little small little bus that ran. And we're at a stop at a a railroad crossing. And this railroad is going slow as shit, moving along. We're there forever. Uh, I mean, it was like a stretch from like one border of Oklahoma to the other one or whatever. And we're sitting there. And John Parker and Randy Walker and I got the bright idea now. I don't know if bright's the right word. But that we would crawl out the window on the bus, run around, jump on the train, and when it comes by, because there was buildings on either side of where we were sitting, we thought, man, when this train comes by from behind that building, we'll, we'll be waving at him and that'll be, that'll be freaking awesome, right? Great idea, right? No, no, it's a terrible idea. But did we do it? Yes, yes, we did. And, and I know that you're going to be going, you're going, how in the world did y'all climb out of a bus with the coach driving the bus? Look, to answer that question, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the coach was sitting there and when we started climbing out of it, he was having some existential crisis, you know, like he's sitting there going, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm here's my path in front of me, but but it's being blocked by this train." But I don't know. Maybe maybe actually I'm the train. Really I'm the one that's really really blocking my path. You know, maybe maybe I wasn't put on Earth to, you know, hang out with a bunch of weirdo kids to think burp and fart and giggle and booger is funny stuff. You know, I, I you know, you know, maybe he was just like say it's existential crisis. I don't know. Maybe he was sitting there thinking that hey, I'm uh, kind of a piece of shit kind of cross country coach. Hey, I wonder if I can, you know, bang some of those high school cheerleaders. I don't know because we had a lot of coaches do that just to let you know. And uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe he's asleep or whatever. We were able, and everybody kind of covered for us. And we told them what they're doing. They all kind of stood up a little bit, and we crawled out the window and we shot over behind behind that building. And that train's going, and we're sitting there looking at, it, going, "All right, man, if we you know if we run and we jump, we can sync this up. And we all get onto it together." We're okay, okay. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do okay on three, one, two, three, a- and we go. We start running to jump this train. Never once. And this is what I'm saying we weren't cohesive in our pushing the limits. Never once did we think, did we think that, the probably the best thing that could have happened to us is if we fall and get our fucking legs cut off. Probably the best thing that could happen to us. Do we think that? No, no. We just go running along, and by God, we jumped on that train. Somehow, we all three got on that train. We got on there, and we start hanging off by one arm, and we turn our bodies out, you know, to the right as we're waiting to pass that, you know, to pass that building, and this, you know, boom, and here we go. And we pass that building, and bam, there we are. And we're, like, waving like some... Queens on a freaking New Year's Day float, man. We're waving along there, and man, all of a sudden the bus erupts with everybody screaming and hollering. All of a sudden, like we're like, oh, we're eating it up. We're heroes. And then we see the coach, and he looks there, and his eyes get really big, exactly as we pictured it. We're like, fuck yeah, this is perfect. And then all of a sudden, it just twists and goes awry. We look up, we know it's like the coach went from these big eyes to like these these burning I'm going to kill you eyes and start screaming about something and then opens up the bus door and runs out as we're going by and we can't hear him because this train's going (laughs) but you can see him screaming and I'm pretty sure it was x-rayed what he was saying about us and we were sitting there going oh shit we're (laughs) We're in so much trouble. We never even thought about trouble. We thought about hero. Heroes driving by doing this. And so we were like, oh shit, going we have to jump on this train and figure this out. So we finally like, go, how do we jump on this train? Like, I don't know, man, (laughs) whatever it is, you better push out. So we all had to push out, jumped off the train, tumbled out, didn't get hurt, amazingly did not get hurt, did not get hurt, and uh, had to, you know, wind our way back to the sneaking bus, and God, the coach is all pissed off and screaming at us and telling us that we could have died and all this shit. We're like, oh, man, We, we knew we were in trouble, although everybody else loves what we did. Like, we're big heroes, but... Uh, to make a, a a long story short, we got back, and once again, uh, we got licks and uh, had to run around the track. But I can tell you this much, well worth it again, because the next day at school, we were heroes for what we did. All right. So uh, that was number two. Here's number three. And this number three is why Kenneth Lilly is one of my greatest heroes in the whole wide world. If any of you are from Duncan, Oklahoma you know, Kenneth Lilly is. Kenneth Lilly, was my friend Peter's younger brother. And P, uh, Kenneth was one of the funniest people i ever met. There, there was a, there was a show on when we were growing up called the groovy ghoulies and it was his cartoon. And there was a, a wolfy character, like a wolf man character, but he was tons cool. He like, you know, he had like on sandals and he was like real groovy and, and he would do a, a, a walk called the wolfy pimp <laughs> And <laughs> Kenneth could advertise the wolfy pimp perfectly. Uh he could also burp fee fi fo fum all the way through. That was pretty awesome. But uh but the deal is Kenneth and is on the the track team with all of us, right? And we went to the track meet in Chickasha, Oklahoma. And the way track meet work is you come up in the bus and you park outside of a stadium. And in America, because if somebody's outside of here, the high school stadiums have like the football stadium there, but they have a track around it. So you pull up there and then everybody would unload and take stuff out into the middle of the 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 football field to wait around for their events and then some people would just hang out on the bus waiting around for their events so the coaches were pretty much in the uh you know in the stadium and so this particular day, we're all just kind of hanging out on the bus, a few of us, and, and Kenneth is up there. And he, he sits down in the uh, driver's seat, and he starts goofing off being Kenneth, like, you know, vroom, vroom acting like he's driving and all this stuff, and we're all like, kind of cracking up. And then he reaches up and pulls the visor down, and boom, the keys fell out. And we're all like, whoa. <laughs> it was like, and Kenneth grabs him. We're like, yeah, Kenneth, put him in the, put him in the, start up the bus, <laughs> start up the bus. Not thinking he's gonna do it. And Kenneth, like, puts it in, kind of trepidatious, and, and starts the bus up. We're like, oh my gosh. And that was, in all honesty, that was enough. Just him starting it up, I think, would have been enough for us. But then we're sitting there going, come on, Kenneth, take it driving it around, take it driving it around. And we're like kidding around, and all of a sudden, Kenneth's like, and you just see this twinkle in his eye go off, and he sits there and he pops that thing in reverse, and he goes, "All right, I'm backing up. Let me know where I'm going." So we're like, "Holy crap!" So we run to the back of the bus. He's backing up, and we're directing him because it's a kind of a you know, it's a big parking lot. Other buses are around, and people are walking by, so we direct him out of it. I can't believe it, and he. Takes off, gets backed up, puts it into drive, and starts to drive. And he drives around the parking lot. And we're just like, Are you kidding me? This was awesome. No if we got caught, we were so freaking dead. But he takes it around the parking lot and we thought, man, that's good. That's good. And Kenneth goes, Well, enough of that parking lot. <laughs> Let's see how this thing, how this thing handles out on the road. And with that, he took off out of the parking lot. I couldn't believe it. He starts driving into these streets. And we're driving down like regular streets, man, just cruising along. You know, Kenneth is going it, and we're just like freaking out. And we go through all these streets and then we get up to this one kind of busy street, right? And it's a stoplight. And if we'd have gone straight, it had been like going through these other neighborhoods where, you know, you're kind of getting away with something, but you're not really out there on the roads. Well, man, the light turns green and Kenneth turns on his left blinker signal because, hey, man, he's breaking the law but he wants to make sure that, you know, he's following the rules of the road. And uh, so he takes a left and we drive down this really busy road. We're driving along and we're putting the bleaker on and we see a Sonic and we're going, Kenneth, we got to go through the Sonic drive-in. And by God, Kenneth pulls into a freaking Sonic drive-in in this bus. It can't make it through. <laughs> he can't make it through the whole way because it's like a U, it's like a U-turn, right? So he has to get there and we have to coax him. We have to to, you know, show them like, and tell them like, okay, back up this far. Okay, stop. Now turn forward. Okay, stop. Now back up, stop. It was like a 14 point turn to make it around there. But by God, we did it. We did it. Got through there, pulled out. And even at that point, even Kenneth, as crazy it was, and we're all just in just tears. This is awesome. Knew that we'd push it to the limit. And so Kenneth gets out there, hits a left, and we backtrack exactly where we were. So we're laughing and hollering and everything until we see the 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 stadium. Then we start getting a little bit nervous because we realize like, man, we could walk out there and like, you know, one of those coaches is out there, man, then we're like we're like dead meat. And you understand, we've been gone for like, I don't know, around twenty minutes or so, right? So we pull up there, we're like, please don't make a coach, please don't make a coach be out there. We look up, there's no coach, there's nothing. The parking spot is still there. So Kenneth pulls right up to the parking spot, puts it in there, puts it in the park, Turns it off and then throws, puts the keys back up in the in the overhead visor and then gets off the bus and walks right in to the stadium and walks right into the history books as one of the coolest guys I'll ever know and the one of the wildest things that could have ever happened in high school track and more importantly. The reason Kenneth is really the big hero is because he did not get caught. He did not get licked. He did not have to run around the track. That's why Kenneth Lilly is the man. And I'll tell you another time on my next story about the time I got stabbed in high school at a dance and... And about how uh, a bunch of people beat the shit out of the kid that stabbed me. And uh, out of nowhere, and I don't know where, uh, Kenneth Lilly uh, showed up with a pinball, uh, a, a bowling pin, and was going to knock the guy over the head and I had to stop him <laughs> so he wouldn't kill him. How he got a pinball? I don't know. We'll discuss that on the next story that I throw out here on the podcast. So until then, my friends, please, please go and listen to The Art of Idiocy on all your favorite podcasting uh, paraphernalia, uh, be it Spotify, Apple, iTunes, uh, Twitch, uh, God knows wherever the hell else it is. I think Amazon and all that good fun stuff. And if you want to check anything else out, Go to my website, com. That's C-H-I-C-O-B-R-A-T-X.com. And until then, my friends, don't, don't be like 70s track and field Brian. Be like a twenty twenty person that has more sense. Unless you want a good story, then be 70s Brian. <laughs> All right. That's it. Uh, I love every one of you, one and all. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. And peace.